And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, negotiations over a new West Coast port labor contract started just over a year ago. The previous contract has now been expired for more than 10 months. And while the situation is not grabbing headlines like the backlog of ships waiting at sea in 2020, U.S. Meat Export Federation President and CEO Dan Hallstrom explains the labor uncertainty is impacting U.S. red meat exports. We have a lot of uncertainty around the West Coast, which is a vital launching point for a lot of our Asian shipments. The most important port being Oakland, but Long Beach and L.A., as well as uh, Seattle and Tacoma are all important ports. Now, in April, on Good Friday, there was a shutdown at uh, the Long Beach, uh, L.A. port. And there's been other disruptions later in April as well. So this is a real concern for us. The impasse is reducing the export capacity of the West Coast. What's going on here is we're seeing a a reduction in import volumes and we're seeing some of the discretionary cargo actually being diverted away from the West Coast to the Gulf ports and the East Coast. And this is not necessarily good news for the U.S. red meat industry. A lot of our uh, cargo, our beef and pork cargo, especially chilled cargo, goes off the West Coast. And uh, a lot of the express service goes off the West Coast, especially into North Asia, with the shortest transit time. So uh, especially around chilled cargo, which is our higher value cargo, keeping uh, viable options and, and more options for service off the West Coast is crucial. Man hours by West Coast longshoremen through mid-April have dropped by 25% compared to the same period in 2022, indicating that the West Coast ports are losing business to the other coasts. It's bigger than just red meat. It's uh, it's agriculture in general. We have a lot of key trading partners in the Asian region uh, for a whole scope of commodities farm to fork. It is important, of course, for U.S. beef and pork, but it, agriculture in general. For more information, please visit usmef.org. Well, the 2023 Farm Bill will be the first in history to cost over $1 trillion. John Newton is the chief economist for the Senate Agriculture Committee. During a recent AgriPulse webinar on the state of the Farm Bill, he said a lot of the cost increase comes from more money for SNAP. The Farm Bill has increased in size by over 70%. SNAP is a big reason why the Farm Bill has grown so much in size. The Thrifty Food Plan update that was conducted in August of 2021 increased SNAP spending by $300 billion. And to put that into perspective, that's more than we spend on every other title in the Farm Bill. So SNAP is certainly eating into the Farm Bill. It's eating into our capacity to do other things we'd like to do in the Farm Bill, including in the nutrition space. You think about adding additional fruits and vegetables and their availability. Newton says the Congressional Budget Office made two big changes to their SNAP cost projections between February and May. First, in fiscal year 2023, they increased SNAP participation by approximately a million people, increased SNAP outlays by $18 billion in a single year. So SNAP went from $127 billion in February, and then their May estimate, they raised it to $145 billion. And then over the next 10-year period, they increased SNAP again by $18 billion. Combined from February to May, the Congressional Budget Office updated their forecast for SNAP spending by $36 billion, which again, just demonstrates the magnitude of the SNAP program and its relationship to the Farm Bill. Again, over 80%. When it comes to conservation outlays, he says the CBO did make some modifications. 
if we add the IRA resources that are conservation related, we're looking at conservation spending and IRA spending combined at close to $75 billion, which would make that the second largest title in the farm bill for farm related provisions behind crop insurance. Lower commodity prices in the future will mean increased costs for risk management programs. Lower commodity prices, again, in the out years of the Farm Bill are expected to result in higher ARC and PLC payments uh, from 2027 through 2033. We did also see in the baseline additional outlays for the dairy margin coverage program. CBO lowered milk prices. They lowered feed costs, but they also lowered the income over feed cost margin by a substantial amount and increased DMC outlays by approximately a billion dollars or so over 10 years. Then they also essentially doubled outlays in the livestock disaster space. And once again, John Newton is the chief economist of the Senate Agriculture Committee. Well, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln recently added a popcorn growing competition to its TAPS, or Testing Ag Performance Solutions Program. Nebraska Extension Educator and TAPS Director Chuck Burr explains why the program added popcorn trials. Yeah, so we did add the popcorn competition this year. Uh, about a year ago, I did a presentation down in Trenton, and uh, Luke Zanger with Zanger Popcorn Hybrids uh, was in the audience, and he came up to me afterwards and said, we need to do a TAPS popcorn competition. So uh, we've been talking back and forth for the last year and, and got one lined up, and uh, yeah, pretty excited to bring this to our TAPS uh, program. Nebraska is the leading state when it comes to popcorn production. However, Burr says the competition expands outside of the state. We actually have a participant from France that's competing on our TAPS popcorn competition. So uh, this could really have a global impact. And we're really kind of focusing on water and irrigation uh, and nitrogen management with popcorn. Um, as I've done some research on this, I, we haven't done a lot with the popcorn industry, truthfully, in the past. Uh, so I'm really excited uh, to develop some research and some protocols on, you know, how much water and nitrogen uh, these popcorn hybrids need to have uh, to be uh, truly productive. Burr says there's not a lot of research available for popcorn currently. I actually visited with a popcorn processor here a month or so ago, and uh, he said he had done some research online, and the only kind of irrigation recommendations he found for popcorn was from Turkey, so not even, you know, in the United States. So we're pretty excited to be working with the popcorn industry to help them really kind of fine-tune those water and nitrogen management decisions. You know, that'll just help producers not only in Nebraska, but across the U.S. and beyond uh, to be more efficient and more sustainable. You know, there, there are customers that buy the popcorn. They're really driving us to be more sustainable in our production practices. So really, really excited about that aspect. That's Nebraska Extension Educator and TAPS Director Chuck Burr. And finally, here on American Ag Today, new data from USDA's Economic Research Service finds that 30% of groundwater organizations cite nitrate contamination as a groundwater quality concern. Nitrates can come from animal manure and chemical fertilizers that leach into groundwater. When groundwater pumping exceeds the volume of groundwater recharge, the concentration of contaminants like nitrates can increase. Now, nitrate contamination is a concern on more than half of the groundwater-fed irrigated acreage within groundwater organization service areas. USDA's survey of irrigation organizations collected information on the estimated 735 local entities that manage on-farm groundwater use through statutory, regulatory, or other powers. While nitrate contamination was the most common groundwater quality concern reported, contamination by salinity, other nutrients, and heavy metals are a concern for 27, 19, and 18 percent of groundwater organizations, respectively. USDA's Economic Research Service says contaminated groundwater can 
can harm crops or make the water unusable for irrigation entirely. And that is a look at the latest news of agriculture here on this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.